Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer, and welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, November 18th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, where things stand on the BBB in the House. Number two, the latest on the NDAA. And number three, the tally, Punchbowl News' latest look around on the 2022 landscape. All right, let's get into it this morning. All eyes are on House Democrats and how they are going to handle President Joe Biden's $1.75 trillion Build Back Better Act. Questions remain as to whether they're going to be able to vote on this today or tomorrow, although we are reporting this morning in Punchbowl News AM that House Democratic leaders are increasingly optimistic about their chances for passing the bill. We still think Friday is more likely, but the Thanksgiving recess is looming large and lawmakers want to get out of town as quickly as possible. What is clear is that the House will begin the debate on BBB today, kicking off the most important stretch of President Joe Biden's tenure so far. It's also a critical time for House Democratic leaders. If there's any chance of preserving their majority in 2022, Democrats believe they need to get BBB passed and over to the Senate. They will then deal with whatever is sent back their way, hopefully from their point of view, uh, before the end of the year. So let's recap here where things stand. The CBO released its analysis of the Education and Labor Committee title for BBB on Thursday night. That was a big deal. That title, along with the Energy and Commerce and Ways and Means titles, are really the heart of the BBB package in terms of particularly spending, and are being very closely scrutinized by Democratic moderates who want to see if the CBO estimates match up with preliminary White House revenue and spending projections. If the Energy and Commerce and Ways and Means titles become available today and they're in line with House Democrats' expectations, the House could vote on BBB late tonight. But again, this is just speculation at this point, and CBO's deadline for completing its work is Friday. And as we always say here and elsewhere, usually it's the best bet to take the over when it comes to the House. According to the CBO, the Democrats' plan for universal preschool for three- and four-year-olds will cost $109 billion during the 2022-2031 to period, and the proposal for capping child care costs for families making $300,000 or less has a $273 billion price tag. So what's important here is these are big numbers, obviously. But Democrats had estimated that these two high-profile initiatives would cost a combined $390 billion. That means the cost of the programs came in at more than $8 billion lower than expected. Lower. So that's going to be key for Democrats, right? That's a very good sign they're going to be able to get moderates on board. Other important education and labor committee provisions, including expanding Pell Grants for college students, a new civilian climate corps to help address climate change, and providing more funding for child nutrition programs are things that we are looking at. Uh, Education Labor Committee Chair Bobby Scott was clearly very pleased by the CBO findings. He put out a statement yesterday um, basically, you know, praising it in general. Republicans, unsurprisingly, of course, said CBO had actually found that BBB cost far more than Democrats claimed. And we are expecting a very party line vote on this in the House. The other thing to just remember here is the outstanding issue for BBB is the completion of the quote unquote birdbath and privilege scrub of the House bill. So the Senate parliamentarians are reviewing the proposed legislation to see if it complies with the Senate's complex bird rule, which controls Senate consideration of reconciliation bills. 
depending on what they find, they're going to need to incorporate that into a manager's amendment for BBB. And House Democrats are hoping this amendment can be finished by around midday, according to several Democrats. Again, we'll see. The bottom line is this. The House Democratic leadership and the White House are feeling good heading into today. The moderates remain solid until now, but this whole process has been fraught with delays and unforeseen problems, so no one is taking anything for granted at this point. You should sign up for our premium editions in midday and p.m. If you want to follow all the twists and turns, we are going to be on Capitol Hill today covering it from start to finish. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning, the Hill versus the Pentagon. The bicameral deal on the Senate China bill allows NDAA to move forward. Speaker Nancy Pelosi and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announced a deal last night for a bicameral conference on the U.S. Innovation and Competition Act. That is a $200 billion China competition and technology bill that's been hung up for months. Remember, this has been something that we've been talking about and was certainly a major priority for Schumer. This deal has two immediate impacts, plus a third. Let's explain. First, Schumer wanted to attach USICA, as it's being called, to the National Defense Authorization Act, a key defense policy bill that's been passed annually for the last 60 years. Republicans objected to that idea, and that has stalled the NDAA. But once Schumer announced a bicameral conference on USICA, the Senate turned around and invoked cloture, a key procedural hurdle on the NDAA bill which is a must-pass piece of legislation before they leave at the end of the year. There are a lot of important amendments ahead and votes that are going to be critical, including U.S. policy toward Afghanistan, whether women can be drafted, vaccine mandates for the military, and repealing the 1991 and 2002 Iraq AUMFs among them. But the Senate is now on a path to passing the NDAA, one of the truly rare bipartisan things Congress does anymore. Secondly, let's just talk about USICA. It is an important bill in and of its own right. Uh, the House and Senate have big differences on their ambitious proposals to remake the National Science Foundation in order to boost U.S. research and manufacturing. A bicameral conference means there's a chance to resolve those disputes and actually pass something. The Senate is also calling for tens of billions of dollars to boost the U.S. semiconductor industry, which is under intense competition from China, Taiwan, South Korea, and other foreign competitors. Congress has been talking about moving legislation to support this vital industry for years, but lawmakers haven't been able to come up to any agreement. This topic will get renewed focused as well. And let's just go back to the NDA for a Quick second. Uh, as I said, it's a must pass bill, and the Senate wants to finish work on it once the chamber returns from the Thanksgiving recess. But Congress also has to address the thorny issue of government funding, which expires on December 3rd, and the debt limit, which will be reached in mid December. Avoiding a government shutdown and even more importantly, a potential debt default is huge, and that's also going to take floor time. And Schumer is also going to have to take up the Build Back Better Act next month as well which means Schumer is facing a nearly impossible list of competing priorities. Any one of these by itself would be big. All four, together, is a veritable mountain. It's yet another test for the New York Democrat as he tries to finish up his first year as majority leader. All right, let's shift very quickly to our number three story of the morning. We have some interesting news in the tally. Uh, Senator John Barrasso, the Republican of Wyoming, has endorsed 
Senator Lisa Murkowski for re-election. You probably think, oh, that's not that big of a deal, right? Murkowski is a Republican, after all, from Alaska. While it may not be surprising that a sitting senator is endorsing one of his colleagues for re-election, it is worth noting, and the reason why we are is because uh, former President Donald Trump is trying to defeat Murkowski. Add to the layer of all of that, Barrasso is one of the contenders to be the next Senate Republican leader after Mitch McConnell. There's a lot of layers there. Bernie 2020 has $1.3 million on hand, according to an FEC filing. So some people clearly aren't giving up hope. And United the Country, a pro-Biden super PAC, has an ad that seeks to remind people of the American Rescue Plan, the stimulus package that congressional Democrats passed at the beginning of the year. So he's getting some added firepower when he probably needs it, given his low approval ratings lately. All right. And with that, thanks so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news to get the latest. Have a great day and stay safe.